And we got Marlins and Phillies. Seven minutes away. We got look at everybody's got their towel. I think everybody in Major League Baseball right now in the postseason is doing the towel thing. We need to come up with some other ideas, you know? Thunder sticks. Vuvuzelas should come back. I miss a Vuvuzela. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah? I think we should have Vuvuzelas make that. a comeback. Yeah. What is a... Uh, they were great. What, what are those? What are, what are, the, what are they? What? The, a, a Vuvuzela? The, that's what they use in the World Cup. Remember the big horn? In, when it was in, the World yeah. Cup was in South, South Africa. Africa. And it was like... That's what those are called? Oh, yeah. yeah. Never heard of them called that before. Yeah. Really? No, yes. I just thought they were horns. Oh, yeah, no. same. Who's like, Zayla? Same. Yeah, PJ's got it. Me. How about that? I'm not crazy. I didn't How make it up. about that? Not no. only is it time to bet it all, you learn a little something. It's not time to bet it all anymore. We've stopped saying that. Well, we are betting well, it all, we never though. We had it, Trista but... run into a dark alley to make some prop bets Yeah, for we us, did. So. I'm glad you're safe, by the way. You heard some sirens. So, wee Yeah. Sounds kind of like a Vuvuzela, just a little bit. So, if you want to get anything last minute in, Philly's money line minus 160. I'm good on that. No, you sure? I mean, that's the way that I lean, right? And uh, but I don't want to lay minus one sixty. Yeah, you got it. That's where you use the boosts. All yeah. of these boosts that you're given. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. plop that on a nice money line right there because the Phillies just looked like they were out. They just outmatched the Marlins yesterday. Got Bryce Harper rounding third when his third base coach is telling him to stop, throwing off his helmet, hair flying behind his head like a cape. Just sliding into home and celebrating. I miss Bryce Harper. I can see a bounce back tonight, though. You know, my you guy, ja, my, my guy, Jazz, my guy, uh, Jorge Soler, former Cub legend. I can see them maybe bouncing back. They were a combined 0 for 8 last night. It's not too cold. Jorge Soler doesn't really like playing baseball in cold weather. Um, I'm talking like 75 degrees and below. But he's I like a, Jorge he's a world, Soler. He's a world, hairy, world hero. Solar world power, Series. They call him. Hero. I thought you were going to say wow. World Harry. So I don't know where that world was going. World Harry Styles. Yeah, he won World Series MVP. Yeah. When the, that's going to be a good trivia question in oh, like it is. 30 years. Yeah. Jorge Soler. George Soler. Former yeah. Cub. Great. George Soler. Yep. Uh, so we've been complaining a lot this year, right, about Brees Hall's lack of carries. Because he felt I have. like. I mean, I have too. That's we're why like, I stayed, what the F? stayed yeah. away from him for weeks. Well, now, according to Robert Sala. They're taking away any playing time restrictions, any sort of pitch count, any anything with him. And against Denver, where they're one-and-a-half-point dogs, the Jets are heading into Denver. God, another game where you're just like, Bleh. Brees Hall is going to get all the carries that he needs. Allegedly. We're hoping. You making a face over there. You good? Everything yeah, okay? Yeah, clicking in my headphones. <laughs> I was like, did I say something it's wrong? like the movie The Ring. No, no. Brees Hall. It was a lot of static in my left ear, so yeah. I wasn't sure if it was me. If I wasn't sure if it was us. Who knows? I think it's just some ghost in the machine. Ghost, ghost in the, the machine. Ghost in the machine. You know. Uh, you know, I need a lot of Brees Hall because I'm not ready to give up on Brees Hall. I am ready to give up, obviously, on my Jets futures. Although, every time I'm out, they pull me back in. Because so Aaron Rodgers... Is it panic or patience with the Jets at this point? Uh, for me, right now, it is panic. Yeah, it should panic. be panic. I have a little bit more patience with Zach Wilson because I think a lot of what was wrong with Zach Wilson the last two years was confidence. Because Zach Wilson can play a little bit, right? Like, he could play enough to where he was a top-five pick in this league. I wasn't the biggest Zach Wilson fan in college. I didn't quite get it. Um, but, you know, he showed us something against a pretty good defense. The Chiefs are a really good defense, actually. Number seven in the league since week seven last season. And Chris Jones and all their guys are back. So, um, I think he proved that maybe he could still play somewhere. I don't know if it's obviously going to be in New York because Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back this year. I don't think he should, and I don't think this team's good enough to where he'll be relevant when it is time for him to come back. But, um, yeah, I got to panic with the Jets, but not so much with Zach Wilson because, you know, he made some big plays uh, last week. You got to see it again, but I am ready to uh, not panic so much about Brees Hall, but I do uh, – I don't know if I'm going to start him in fantasy 
even even with Salah saying he's going to get more Would touches. Would you trade for him if you didn't have him? No, because this is the problem. Like, I don't know that the Jets are going to play with a lot of leads. Maybe this week. Right. But if they don't play with leads and they're trailing two touchdowns, three touchdowns, down two scores, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, regardless of who their quarterback is, even if Zach Wilson is no good. You know what I mean? So it's easy to say, yeah, Brees Hall is going to get 15 to 20 touches, but if you go down right off the bat, he's probably not going to get those touches. So right now the Jets' offense is a mess. And even the defense, like the defense is good, but are they good, if that makes any sense? Like they have the talent. We love Sauce Gardner in the defensive line, but right now they're trending towards they're not very good. They're outside the top 20 as far as efficiency. So um, is it it because of the talent or is it because the offense is three and out, three and out, three and out, and they're like, screw this, we're out this season. Like we thought we were – Going to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Now we're back to watching this guy again. Well, there's a certain point where when the offense isn't staying out on the field at all, tired, yeah. you're exhausting your snaps. defense. So there, there, it can be, look, it can be a mix of both, and a team can be good on paper. But we saw the Jets' defense show what they could be last season, so you expected the next step this year. And then you don't have Aaron Rodgers, so it's made everything completely fall by the wayside. But 32 carries so far for Brees Hall this season. 10 for 127 against Buffalo, which, remember, he had an 83-yard touchdown run there. Or 83-yard run, sorry, in, in that game. Uh, four, just four for nine against Dallas. That was when the little Instagram was it. It was either I think it was Instagram, yeah. right? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Four, They're all the same at this football. point. Yeah, put the and then twelve for just eighteen yards against New England, and then six for fifty-six against Kansas City. So, you know, if he's if he's up there at closer to like fifteen, sixteen carries. I wonder what the carry number is going to be now on BetMGM. Yeah, because I he, think it was like nine and a half. And that's kind of right around what he's, you know, averaging 32 over four games. Yeah, it'll probably be about the same. Maybe it'll go up to like 10 and a half, 11 and a half. I feel like 11 and a half might be too high, though, because. Again, yeah, really they're expecting them to be trailing in games. Yeah, so that's yeah. the only thing. If there's 11 and a half, I mean, I, I just, that would be sharp enough, though, where I wouldn't want to take the under just in case it's too close. Yeah. But, you know, that like that's probably just a stay away at that point. But if you're looking at nine. I feel like maybe you take the over. Yeah, the only thing that. I'm doing with the Jets is like leaks, like weeks, like uh, like Sunday night where they're big dogs, where we're catching more yeah. than a touchdown because I think they're bad, but I don't think they're that bad. And um, they still have guys that can make plays. They can still take away the football. Robert Sala always have the, has the perfect game plan when he goes against Patrick Mahomes. Short sample size, but I mean they took away the football again on Sunday. Played good enough to win the game. The thing that the Jets have working against them, they have the Bills in that division, and they might be the best team in the league. And they have the Dolphins, who didn't look great against the Bills, but are still much better. And the Patriots stink, but I don't know that there's a huge drop-off from the Jets to the Patriots on either side of the ball. So, yeah, it's hard to have any patience with the Jets. I think they're dead. All right, Steelers are 2-2. Two and two. The offense continues to just look like a, a complete and utter mess, other than Najee Harris, who had, what, 15 carries for 103 yards last week. Yeah. They picked that up just a little bit. Is it panic, or is it patience with the Steelers? Oh, go, I think you, it's got to be panic. You got a strong feeling? You go first. Oh, I've got a very I strong too, feeling. Because I was I've wrong. Been, I've been texting Luke a lot, uh, our Friday <laughs> producer. Because him. we had a conversation, a very spicy conversation on Friday. And I said, Luke, get ready. And he was very mad that I said this. I said, get ready for the Texans. They are coming for that ass. And he did not believe me. He was like, no, Trista. No, we just beat the Raiders. We just beat the Raiders. And I believe Ryan chimed in and was like, well, if Josh McDaniels wasn't so ass, you would have lost to the Raiders. Yeah, they should have lost that game You beat the Browns, but you had two defensive touchdowns in that game, did you not? Yeah. Probably should have lost to the Browns. This is a team. That should be 0-4. They are lucky to be 2-2. Two and two. In terms of their offense, it has just been an absolute mess. They 
are not pushing the ball down the field. Kenny Pickett is now dinged. I'm trying to find what they are in terms of overall offensive DVOA. I believe they're all the way uh, pretty much close to the bottom. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's 30th. They're 30th in overall DVOA. They're 31st uh, in rush DVOA, which is exactly what you would not expect for that, for them. And they're 26th in pass DVOA. They're 31st in rush DVOA. Yeah, yeah. They're living off like the name of the Steelers. And yes. Matt Canada did... I joked about this last week, what Mike McCarthy did when he got the job in Dallas. But at least Mike McCarthy could coach a team, right? I don't know like what the hell is going on with Matt Canada because in the preseason it was Kenny Pickett pushing the ball down the field. Again, like we talked about, it was mm-hmm. preseason against yep. second and third team secondaries. But still, Pickett looked good. We know how good George Pickens is. He's a deep threat. We know that you have two capable running backs. And yeah, sure, Najee just kind of got off the schneid and had his first good game of the season. But the problem is their offensive line isn't very good. And Matt Canada is a terrible play caller. Like Warren Sharp, a lot of people have been all over Matt Canada this season. And Does I've he never have a burner been a... account? Is this true? Yeah, and then that's the other story, that Matt Canada may have a burner account. I haven't dug really deep into that one, but I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> but he's really, really bad. If he's If you have that much time, though... Like, why not, like, go and just watch all 22 film of what the Miami Dolphins are doing? I mean, it's a copycat league, right? Like, if your offense is that bad, where it's just Kenny Pickett's under center, we're handing the ball off. Kenny Pickett, we got 11 formation. You know, we got three wide receivers. We're throwing the ball. Like, we all know what's going on when Pittsburgh comes to the line of scrimmage. You know these these defenses do. So, I uh, have no patience with the Steelers because the other thing they're living off name by is the defense. The defense is top 10 when they're getting pressure home, but when they're not getting pressure home, you could take advantage of that secondary. Yeah. Um, the secondary is not as good as it's been in years past. So, again, they're in the AFC, so I'm all the way out on the Steelers. I feel better about the Browns. I feel actually better that the Bengals could figure things out before Absolutely. I do the Steelers, as crazy as that sounds. So if then we're looking at the Bengals at 1-3, and three, you're going to be more patient? Because I'm no. also with you on panic in terms of the Steelers <laughs> because Matt Canada's got to go. I will just say one more thing about that, though. When you, when you are an offense that does have at least a, the Steelers have enough talent to be better than what they are offensively. I think we can at least agree on that. Whether you yeah. want to sit there and talk about how good the receiving core is or what their strengths or weaknesses are, they have enough there where they should be better than where they are. Look at what's happened in Washington from last year to this year with Eric Bieniemy taking over. Scott Turner's offense was what like Matt Canada's was, where it's just you're running the football, there's no motion, it's not creative at all. You bring in Eric Bieniemy and he's brought in a whole new set of wrinkles, things we've never seen before. And it makes a difference. There's a certain point where if you're the Steelers, you've seen it all from Matt Canada. There's nothing left for you to sit there other than you like the guy and you don't want to fire him. Well, guess what? He's going to get all of his paychecks. He'll be fine. You need to think about the rest of the season right now. So it's panic until Canada's gone and until that offense can look better. The Bengals, on the other hand, are 1-3. and three. They've only scored 49 points this entire season. Second fewest behind the Giants. We know how bad the Giants offense looks. I I mean, the problem for me, the only reason why I would say it's patience, even though they're 1-3 and and it's really difficult to come back even from a 1-3 and season, even though they were 0-2 last year, is that I I don't think that we're going to see a healthy Joe Burrow for a majority, if not this entire season. Yeah, he's he's done, man. You're not going to just become healthy by playing on a torn calf. There it is again. That's just not a that's just not a possibility with the human body no matter how much of an animal you are. Jamar Chase is already starting to chirp about always being open and that's his guy. Joe Burrow is his guy. There's dissension in the locker room. This defense 
is really bad without Jesse Bates. Yeah. Uh, we had Ben Brown on who broke it down, really gave an awesome explanation about why the Bengals defensively may have been that bad last year, but just because they were always ahead, because their offense was potent, and because Jesse Bates was there, it covered up a lot of the things that they really didn't do well. And listen, I, I know Cheeto Awuzie from his time in, in the Cowboys organization. He's not good. This is not a good team. In fact, like they have more Giants vibes than than appears at even first glance. Yeah, and I don't think it's just the Joe Burrow injury at this point, no. right? Because um, also Zach Taylor I don't think is very good, and I've always said this about Zach Taylor. The reason he was good last year was because it was no longer the Zach Taylor offense, just like Matt Canada, really predictable. Instead, it became the Joe Burrow LSU offense, and it was awesome because you know, it's Boyd and it's Chase and it's Higgins, three of the better wide receivers in the league, all on the same team. But the problem is this year, you know, Joe Burrow's hurt. He's not able to push the ball down the field the same way. And now T. Higgins is going to try to play with a broken rib. And this is what a lot of people kind of predicted. You know, if the Bengals don't win 11, 12 games, how does it happen? Well, it's because they lost a bunch on defense, especially in the secondary, and they didn't replace him with anybody capable. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you've been healthy for the last three years. And that's why it's so easy to say, like, with these teams, Oh, it sucks that the Bills lost. It sucks that the Bengals lost. But they have Burrow. They have Allen. They're so young. They'll be back next year. You never know because every year is different in the NFL. You'll never have the same roster the next season. And even, like, small little things do matter. If it's a left tackle or right tackle, that's a big deal. But, like, special teams players. But with the Bengals, the offense, only having right now uh, 49 points, that doesn't make any sense. Injuries, because you spent so much money on the offensive line. They've done things the smart way. I just I don't think Zach Taylor is very good. I think Burrow's injury is a lot worse than we know about. Oh yeah, and I just I think they're a little bit of a mess. Like Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator, is really damn good at his job, and so they kind of like fooled us for a couple up. weeks. Yeah. But now I mean he can't even work with the talent that he's given. So um, no patience for the Bengals. Kind of out on them. When you give up twenty seven unanswered points to the Titans, to an offense that'll give you twenty seven or three. And that's it's just all around everything. It just feels too that you've got this bad start with the Bengals. Yeah, and now it's trickling into just everybody. Like everybody else is just getting frustrated. Jamar Chase talking about how he's always open. Once your star receiver starts doing that, you've got to you've got to nip it in the bud real quick. It's one or the other. You get him a ton of targets the next week, or it's going to linger the rest of the season. We saw that with uh, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, right? Yelling at him on the sidelines. What happened the next two weeks? Double digit targets. Over 130 yards receiving yep. both weeks for A.J. Brown. That's Same what you're going to have Stephon to do. Same thing Diggs as yep. well. He's getting fed. Yeah, isn't I he? Think, I think when you're a number one wide receiver, sometimes if your quarterback's not getting you the ball, you need to tell him, get me the effing ball. And right? I don't have a problem with it. Me neither. To, to a point, obviously. it gets the, there, there can be limits where it just becomes a distraction. But if it's one week and you're like, yo, get me the ball, and then you answer, you get those targets and you make plays everything's fixed at Malik that point. Jackson, three carries, nine yards. Right. So, yeah, it's, sometimes it just takes, Keep I don't know, up. the Bengals are just too talented. It's just, they started off 0-2 last year, but, uh, all right. More panic or patience next. It's Ben MGM the night.